God, hello, welcome to Fox First Five. Probably shouldn't start our podcast, but oh my god, I feel guilty because we haven't done the podcast for like three, two to three weeks. I know but we had a very busy few weeks, and there was a bit of like, what did we do? We were away, too busy having a good time, too busy having a good time. Yeah, um, which is terrible. But I suppose just when you're up the walls at work and then you're away and stuff, it's just like trying to squeeze anything else in is no good. But um, we're here, we're back. And Hopefully we'll be more amazing. consistent now for a few weeks until maybe Christmas time. So you might get a good six, eight mm. weeks out of us. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, hi listeners. Last time we spoke, both of us were heading off for a little uh, pre-winter sun, which was lovely. We were treated to, to quite nice weather in Malaga and uh, had a few days there, which was lovely and had a chill and drank too much, fell off the wagon gloriously, as I predicted. <laughs> Speak for yourself, and I was few... quite well behaved, actually, on my family holiday. Yeah. So uh-huh. Kelly was on a girl's nice... trip and I was on a family holiday, yeah. so it's slightly different, you know. <laughs> a few nice meals and came back and did like a quick change and spun around and headed to Ireland for uh, Baba's big day, Baby Maeve's christening on Saturday. So we had a lovely get together with the fam in Killarney. And it was just, she was the best, best baby, I have to say. She was oh, so she was well-behaved in the church and she's such a little angel. And um, yeah, it was fabulous. It was fabulous to spend some time. Fabulous we were home for a few days. So thanks to everybody that came to that. And thanks uh, yeah. to you and, and Ger for great, having us. Oh my gosh, no, I should be saying thanks to everybody. It was great. And uh, we had an end of the night and a big old sing song as we usually do. So oh my God. To be fair, it wasn't even, I think we started the sing song at about like half ten. Yeah, after <laughs> the rugby. And we had a great win, obviously, against Scotland too. So, you know, that's yeah. positive stuff. We won't even talk yeah. about Ireland playing New Zealand this again because I'm physically mm-hmm. sick at the thoughts of the whole thing. But we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. But um, it was great. Well, taste of like um, poor short amongst all the Irish yeah, last Saturday appreciate. night trying to save nice face. Him, though. We sang Clara Scotland and everything. So it wasn't too bad. Did we sing Caledonia as well for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, sympathy, uh, sympathy. Crack, but, um, very good, Greg. There you um, go. That was it. Yes. Yeah. It was very nice. And thanks again to everybody. I know some of the gang who listen here were there as well. So, again, thanks, gang. And uh, yeah, we've uh, had a busy few days even since we came back. Uh, poor old Ted was in the kennels. He came home like a matted sheep. So now he's naked. He's been cut. And it's so weird. I'm like looking at him, being like, "Who is this dog? <laughs> it's like a different dog." So it's do you so think weird. he's happier? Uh, kind of lighted himself, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, I took him out walking today, and I was just like, oh, "Who is this dog?" You know, it's just do you so think he's weird. ugly? Oh, he's so ugly. Really? He's rotten. Yeah, oh. he's rotten. All you can see like, is where's really my little skinny. fluffy poochie, my little sheepy yes. pooch. Yeah. yeah, but even like it's, it's he's so different looking. It's kind of hard to connect with him. Mm. I know that sounds so stupid now, but like he's he's a cockapoo, so he's very curly and lovely. And now he's like some sort of rat dog, oh, <laughs> like God. a big rat dog with no hair. It's it's just horrible. It's, I feel so mean about it, but oh, it's quite funny. And uh, and then poor old Maeve had her jabs yesterday. So one of the things of parenthood that nobody really prepares you for mm-hmm. is uh, the guilt of those things. But she actually took it very well. So thank God. And uh, yeah, kind of embracing October and all that now is quite nice, isn't it? Kind of happy to like say goodbye now to the heat and into the cold for us. Mm. And it's lovely and cold in Scotland now, is it? Oh my God, this morning is freezing. It wasn't too bad the last few days, but it's funny because 
we are getting our boiler replaced. And so the plumber's here this this morning, right? And um, I just went down to make a cup of tea there a while ago. And he was like, my phone is happening. <laughs> and uh, he was like, see, oh, this is some people trying to turn on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people have like put the oh. phone, put the heating on for the first day of the winter. Probably a lot of people, because uh, like it was proper right to come in and get hats and gloves for Effie this morning going out. And um, and he was like, that's it now, you see? And, uh, and I said, to be fair, it's sure, it's sure it's the reason you're here because about three weeks ago he said we better get that boiler sorted before the winter and it's very um, Jewish he's very organised God bless him so yes people if you haven't thought about it you need to do it now because it's only going to get worse so um, mm. yeah freezing absolutely Baltic and we're off down to Northumberland for the weekend and there was me all like ah, the weather's that bad to be but now I'm like where are the wellies where are the puffer jackets where's all the layers you know so um, yeah we're fully in it I fucking hate it. Yes, but anyway. I love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Anyway, we better rock on, mm. I suppose, and tell our listeners what's going on this week. Okay, okay, okay. One. So, number one. I researched this yesterday and I was like, yeah, I'll have a chat about the budget and how that's going to impact women this year. And then my next item is a little bit political as well. And then I was like, oh, God, is this really boring podcast? And then I saw a story on <laughs> RT online and I thought, this is what people want to hear about. <laughs> oh, Today, RTE's teletext service Airtel will be switched off after nearly 40 oh. years in service. Teletext. Was that a thing in the UK as well? I presume it was. Teletext over here, wasn't it? One. Teletext. Yeah. Uh, Airtel. Yeah, we'd Airtel. Yeah. Yeah, Airtel yeah. first went live on an experiment basis in 1986 before being formally launched a year later. It's been running digitally since 2019. The service provided up-to-date news as well as TV schedules, sports scores and gave television viewers the option of watching shows with subtitles included. It also provided updates throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. The broadcaster said that its closure had been planned since the publication of its strategy 2024, back in 2019. It said the decision is part of its ongoing and necessary evolution in a public service media organisation. RTE said that the resources previously allocated to Airtel would now go towards improving its online services. It also said that continuing the service was becoming more difficult due to less technology being able to support it. It said that many of its technical components were no longer supported by the manufacturer and that more elements are due to be lost later this year. Last year, the introduction of the Online Safety and Media Regulation Act 2022 meant that the broadcaster was no longer legally required to provide a teletext service. Now, I've got to tell you, I definitely remember people using it for the weather. I definitely yes. remember people using it for the lotto numbers. The lotto numbers. The lotto I results. That too. And then yes. I definitely remember, and this is the thing I got the most joy out of it was hunting for flights and holiday packages in my late teens. <laughs> going on to Airtel and you know especially last minute when we used to travel in the summers when we were kitty reps and stuff and we'd need last minute flights they'd put them up there the travel agents so yeah. you'd know that there was a flight going out on Saturday and it was going to be £100 or whatever this is yes, probably pre-cheap flight days even nearly I remember there used to be a bit of news on there too like I remember reading the headlines. pop news yeah. But even like entertainment news, I remember reading like a few pop news things. But you remember you used to ages ago. You to you had to wait for the page to change, and it would say like one one out of twelve, and you'd be there. That fucking thing was on page six. I have to wait for like (laughs) all the time for it to go back around to page six or whatever. So um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, come on. When was the last time anybody used? I mean, there may have been some diehard users out there that never let go, never joined the internet revolution, you know. But um, yeah. I guess at the same time, so long, farewell and thanks to Airtel. 
for everything it did. That's nice. It was a nice thing. Like, you know, it was, it was kind of an information. Like it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a big thing. Nostalgia for our childhood, Mm -hmm. for sure. I definitely remember looking at the lottery numbers or like dad would be like, or mom, whoever probably dad was like, check the airtel for the lottery numbers. Mm-hmm. So funny the way thing life is sometimes. That's life. That's you know, life. Reminiscing on these things. Our children will never understand. Well, I suppose it's very like very early days internet, isn't it? I mm-hmm. suppose. But yeah, interesting. Um, very good. I enjoyed that. Yes, I don't really want to hear about the budget. Yeah, it's all over the it's news. Already there, told. You've so probably heard loads of it already. So there you go. Have to talk about the budget. Yeah, we just <laughs> smash it, smash it, smash it. Right, uh, over to you, number two. Two. Uh, so, in telly this week... There's only um, one show in town, Nicola. <laughs> well, I know. We'll talk about it. Uh, so, is Big Brother is back. Um, and I must say, did you see last night? Did you watch last night? No, not yet. I'm okay. always going to be 24 hours behind because I just don't okay. have the patience to watch. Yeah, to watch it live, it live yeah. and then it's just. So no, I only watched it. Well, I you can't. Like, I you know what you can't do as well. You can't Davis. start it while it's on. So normally what I would do with things like Bake Off or so, you know, if they start at nine, I'll start watching at 20 past nine or half past nine so I can skip through the ads. Yes, yeah. But yeah, it's totally just me not being, having patience. Um, So, but they don't allow you to do that on ITV, which is annoying. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it is annoying. No, it is annoying. I uh, watched last night's episode today and they're the, the, it's their first shopping task. And I must say, like the first kind of day we watched a bit dull of enough. it, I showed you a bit of it. Not dull, but just even like kind of cringe the whole thing. It's like, oh God, is this going to work? Like, or have we outgrown this, you know, media? Like, have we outgrown this type of reality yeah. TV? But I very much am enjoying it. I think the casting is brilliant. Oh. They cast a lot of people who like aren't necessarily British, but are like people who Diverse came from other countries. Like a guy from Thailand, yeah. a girl from China. A girl from the Congo, lots of very different backgrounds. And mm-hmm. um, there's obviously a Muslim lady. There's a woman in her forties, fifties as well who has MS. Um, quite a big character as well. Um, like there's just a lot of big characters in it, but like mm-hmm. interesting people as well. There's mm-hmm. a transgender girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff already that's been broached on it that like people are curious about. Like mm-hmm. it's funny because I'm watching that and I'm watching Married at First Sight UK is also on at the moment, and there's also a transgender girl on that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the way Big Brother it is like you know the way she's been kind of talking about it and stuff in Big Brother, I've learned more than the way they they're handling in a Married at First Sight. Mm-hmm. Um, although she is talking about being trans and what that meant and all that, what that means to her and all that. It's, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. A very dynamic group. And yeah. I'd say they're going to definitely kill each other. Yeah. Like they've started the shopping task yeah. and it's... You know that like that lady, I can't remember the Muslim lady's name, but because she's Frida. halal and all that, like, yeah. and you can see there's a food, a slight food obsession there with some of this yes. stuff. And they've had a couple yeah. of bickerings already over food and being silly about food. But there's definitely factions because you can see, and and we were talking about this the other day, because they've made the two living rooms, they've given them the space to create that division, yeah, right? Yeah, bitching zone. Yeah, yes. so you've got the Toffs, Jordan and, can't remember the other guy's name. George. Yeah, and they're, they're quite vocally, like, Henry, yeah, they're quite sorry, vocally, yeah. like, well, at least upper middle class, if not upper class toughs, yeah. you know, um, they kind of say that about themselves and very much kind of 
have separated themselves from the group, but they do have a few friends. They're not isolating themselves. Um, yeah. But you can see that they're like... And like, neither are that dislikable. Like, mm. they actually both, if you watch last night's they're, now... They're actually nicer when they they're not together, actually. have nice characters, yeah. yeah like, they're, they're not just like the stereotypical, like, Tory... But I think they're playing they're up to that going. a bit, aren't they? Like, when yes, they jumped out of the yeah. bed the first time, I was like, oh, I'm t- way too good to sit in a bed with all of you all day, kind of thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think last night's one now was kind of interesting because the dynamic has changed because it's a... They've given them um, ranks. Okay. So there's like the upper. Oh, God. The big wigs. Fights, yeah. It's a shopping. It's like an office. So there's the big wigs. Mm. And there's the middle management and there's the lower management. Mm. Like, so that's the way. And they've given them all positions. And I think it's very good. It's very cleverly done. It's like the same way when they did this thing where they all stayed in the bed. It's they're creating these challenges to create tension. Like, I mean, yeah, you put 14 people in a bed together, 16 people, there's going to be interesting things said within that, like, mm-hmm. and you're going to stay there for 10 hours. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's being done very well. Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed that not more people are watching it, actually. Mm-hmm. I only know, like, maybe two or three people that are currently watching mm-hmm. it. But, like, it's really refreshing compared to the likes of, like, Love Island and stuff the like that. The one thing I would say know, about so. it is, because the last time I watched Big Brother, I didn't have children and... Yeah. And also now because I do a TV podcast, I'm very conscious about what I watch, right? Because I need to watch yeah. a certain amount of stuff every week to talk about on the TV podcast. And therefore, I find it a bit of a drain because it's on so much, you know, to stay yes. up with it. Like that's an yeah. hour every night is a lot of the same thing, yeah. you know. Um, when, and I think last night wasn't until 10 o'clock, so that's why I didn't watch it. I was okay. gone. I should have gone to bed. So, but if they if they do that a lot, I can see like a lot of people won't stay up till 10 o'clock to watch a show like that. I don't think, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting um, to see how it goes. I kind of said that in the TV podcast this week that I hadn't made my mind up about it yet, that I was going to stick with it for a while and see what happens. Oh, and it's definitely growing on me. Mm. The first couple of episodes I was a bit meh about, but it's definitely growing on me. Like cool. I do have a want to actually watch it and stuff. Did you want to so, talk about something else yeah. as well? There's a very good, interesting, well, it looks good, interesting new show on Netflix from today. It's called uh, The Fall the of House the House of Usher. Usher. Did it on the other podcast. Yeah, go on. Yeah, it looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's from the same makers as The Haunting Hill House, mm-hmm. which was a very good horror TV show on Netflix about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nice time of year for this because obviously Spooky, it's you're getting into yes, mm-hmm. gothic. It looks like very murderous, mysterious, mm-hmm. quite scary haunting too but not like spooky haunting it's kind of more like murders and stuff yeah. like that um, so it looks very interesting the cast is amazing yeah. as well so, it's based yeah. on um, Edgar Allan Poe Edgar Allan Poe yeah novels. so it's very gothic yeah. horror drama and the yeah, idea is so. that you have the House of Usher and the start of it is sort of the main guy looking back on how his family has been decimated, basically. And then each episode yeah. kind of deals with Tells the downfall of one of the children of the yes. family. So, yeah. um, yeah, quite spooky, I'd say. But Stephen... Yeah, looks good though. 94% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes already, so it is very good. Stephen, uh, the guy rating, who reviewed it, said that yeah. it's more like a thriller than a horror, though. So if people are yeah. not really into horror, there's only, he said there's only about two big jumps in the whole thing, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, because Haunting Hill House was very scary. Oh actually. my god, it was I couldn't kind of watch thriller. it. Jesus yeah. Christ, that was very scary. Mm. But um, yeah, so this looks good. So I haven't watched it yet, no. but um, I'm hoping to start it now in the next week. So, cool. but I might keep it actually. I might keep it close to Halloween just to have something to mm, watch. Yeah, good idea. Just see. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to talk about like one spooky thing a week as well, so that we have something. Yeah, to excellent. Watch. Very good. Very good. I started that thing, The Reckoning, which is the Jimmy Savile documentary on BBC. It's quite heavy. It's quite. Uh, um, and what else? Yep. 
that's kind of it. Big Brother finish or uh, Great British Bake Off started probably since we last spoke. So. Yes, I, I watch. I did watch the first episode. I mm-hmm. really like Alison Hammond being. She in it. is She's great and has kind of lifted it up a bit. I have to say, Stuart and yes. I were having this conversation. It just Matt Lucas and Noel Feeding were just two kind of highbrow comedy, whereas Alison is yes. just like jazz hands. And actually, her and Noel yeah. get on quite well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're kind of giddy and silly. And it's nice. And I, actually, I think for yeah. the first year ever, there's nobody I dislike in the contestants. Yeah, they're nice. The casting is good. Yeah. And I, I was laughing with the beaver thing on the first episode. It was yeah. so funny. Like, just like no, they do push comedy. They do push an innuendo a bit too far sometimes. Like, About Paul. Yeah, definitely always. Do. And like the girls who were like, oh, Paul. Oh, God. Like, la- like oh, last night it was God. about, um, he was asking a male contestant about the size of his balls. And it was like, really? <laughs> Really? Come on, like... Yeah, but like, think about their orgasms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, It's a bit low, bro, but there you go. But um, still enjoyable all the same. I just love watching all the food. Hello, baby me! Sorry, it's picking up. She's getting sick of life there. She'll sit here and... Like, literally every podcast listener is listening to me going, Hello, baby me! Oh, (laughs) hiya, baby! Mm, Hi there, I got a little bit of smile. Hello. Okay, anyway, right, Maeve, are you ready for number three? Free. So imprisoned Iranian women's rights advocate, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, Narjiz Mohammadi, won the Nobel Peace Prize on Friday in her rebuke to Tehran's theocratic leaders and boost. Are you OK? No, sorry, I'm laughing because I saw a video of her being told. Have you seen this video? No. Of her being told that she won it. No. <laughs> like in allergic. prison. She's out of prison, no? Or maybe it was somebody else who won no. a Nobel Peace Prize for something. She's an older lady and she was absolutely like... Oh, no, this isn't her. FML. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. No, are you serious? Nah, I'm to find <laughs> no, that, this isn't her. Okay, I'll find her. Sorry. This but, woman is in her sort of 50s, like... Woman, for her, late she's her 60s as well. Sorry, I'll find out who that was. Go on. <laughs> she's an Iranian human rights activist and vice president of the Defenders of the Human Rights Centre, headed by her fellow Nobel Peace Prize laureate, Shireen Ebadi. Uh, She's been a vocal proponent of mass feminist civil disobedience against hijab in Iran and a vocal critic of the hijab and chastity program of 2023. In May 2016, she was sentenced in Tehran to 16 years imprisonment for establishing and running a human rights movement that campaigns for the abolition of the death penalty. Jesus Christ. She was released in 2020, but sent back to prison in 2021, where she was where she has since given reports of the abuse and solitary confinement of detained women. Last week, while in prison, she was awarded the 2023 Nobel Peace Prize for her fight against the oppression of women in Iran and her fight to promote human rights and freedom for all. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Iran condemned the decision to award Mohammadi. This the award-making committee said the prize honoured the those behind recent unprecedented demonstrations in Iran and called for the release of her who has ca- who she has campaigned for three decades for women's rights and the abolition of the death penalty. They said, we hope to send the message to women all around the world that are living in conditions where they are systematically discriminated, have the courage to keep on going. That was Barrett Reese Anderson from the Norwegian Nobel Committee. But just to go to give you a little bit more background on what's happening in Iran, the UN has called the Iranian government gender apartheid in September 2023 the Iranian government opened a public mobile app website for monitors so ordinary people and or informants or agents can report women that don't wear the hijab for university students talking with the opposite sex was criminalised 
as was wearing perfume. Subway trains were segregated in September this year. Waves of Iranian women removing their hijab has been likened to the fall of the Berlin Wall. Wearing clothes that don't cover the neck or thigh or showing one's ankles or forearm is considered illegal. It's unbelievable. It's going backwards and it's kind of hard to imagine how it could possibly go back anymore. But anyway, here we are. <sighs> well, it, God, the misery and sadness and horror that is going on this week between Israel and Palestine as well is just so overwhelming. It's it's hard to believe. Yeah, I want to talk about it in a second, but um, yeah. People can just waltz in and slaughter innocent people. But anyway, um, so look, she's an amazing woman. I had heard about her before, actually, and she's sitting in jail rotting because she's trying to defend women and um, defend their rights. So more power to her and hopefully she'll be released soon. Things like this draw international attention to these causes. You know, we're talking about it because she won this award. Like, and it's important because otherwise they will just rot in these jails and be forgotten about. But we're fortunate enough to live in a world where we have at least some um, and a hell of a lot more rights than these women do in these countries. So, yep, yeah, just to draw attention to that. Okay, uh, over to you, number four. Four. So just number four this week, um, I'm going to talk to you about a nice little travel app. But just before that, I just think it's very important at the moment to call out when you're looking at things on social media and the internet that there is an awful lot of incorrect information and false narratives being portrayed as well around like the you know everything that's going on in Israel and Palestine and I just kind of wanted to I've seen a few reports already of things that have been called out and being reported on that have then been backtracked and said you know this isn't true or that isn't true or whatever so just a reminder to everyone to just a pinch of salt I think about everything that you see in the press you know mm. um obviously there's horrific things going on on both sides in Gaza and in various towns across Israel and all that as well. All I would say is that just like social media can be just a disgusting place during these times, you know, certain videos coming up. And I think that there's a lot of stories about Hamas using people's uh, social media profiles to, to actually put like videos and things like that of the person who they have killed, like sharing yeah. their con sharing their murder on their on their basically account yeah so very dark mm-hmm. times i know there are a lot of schools and stuff like that that are saying to like kids at the moment regardless of background shouldn't really be accessing things like facebook and all that because of the potential things to be leaked or whatever but it's mental that they can get through at all really mm-hmm. but just i suppose just to call it out that as well as that there's just an awful lot of like false narratives and stuff and it's just neither side in, in I would say a lot of people's opinion is innocent and you know it's very it's a it's a very tough one I think to have as you know an opinion on because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone feels like they don't really know how to comment on it you know so anywho just wanted mm-hmm. to mention that just because I've come across things myself like horrific stuff and you know then you'll see it on the news and they're saying the news that's actually not true and you know there's a lot of stuff yeah so, what is happening is a lot of people are being murdered and hostages taken and awful stuff being done. Both yeah. Sides and that's a big thing. There are some news that's out there that do have actual fact checking yeah. teams and reporters. So they're good people to follow You'd because be they demystify In the last few days, Sky News have come out and said this, that and the other and then have had to backtrack 
what mm. they've said because they thought it was legitimate and it hasn't been. And same with BBC News, a lot of the big news outlets, you know. So just be careful. They should be being more careful than the rest of us, obviously. But it's just, a, it's a it's a strange one. It seems to be an awful lot of propaganda this time around. And that seems yeah. to be one of the tactics by Hamas as well, is to create mm. a lot of propaganda. So we'll see. But um, it's horrific. That's the bottom line. Anyway, on to brighter things. Uh, a handy little app for you this week, which um, somebody actually told me about. And I think it's probably more suitable if you're going on like a city break or something like that. It's an app called Get Your Guide and kind of mm. like TripAdvisor, but kind of like um, more kind of real time. So like I put in, I'm going to London or I'm going to Edinburgh. You put in oh. that you're going and it will tell you like even within What's the day. That? what kind of walking tours you can do, what kind of like tours mm. you can do, what's the availability of certain tours. Um, are you interested in food and wine? Go to your food and wine. You can see like what's on food and wine wise. If you're interested in like mm-hmm. culture, it will tell you the top things that people have like ranked or rated in terms of cultural events. So it's kind of like TripAdvisor, but I kind of prefer it because it's a bit more like um, about activities and things rather than just like ranking mm. of things. Um, it doesn't really have things like... Um, accommodation there's nothing like that it's really just like tours would it have stuff like um concerts you know yeah. if there was a concert on or something yeah so, yeah, so cultural events yeah. that is great because that's often the hardest thing to find you know if you're like oh i'm going there i wonder what's yeah. on there at that time you know so there's a few things uh, so like because there was a gig the or best something thing to do is just put in like somewhere and look it up so like if i look at up edinburgh for example um so it's broken into traveler recommended food and uh, drink day trips culture and history hidden gems, walking tours and shows and musicals. But there is also like more you can do. But if I look up shows and musicals, for example, <laughs> the first one comes up, uh, Edinburgh Silent Disco Adventure Tour, which we did yeah. on uh, my hen party last right. year, which was great crack. And then uh, obviously you can set up like when do you want to do it, the time, like how many days are you thinking of, like how long is the you want to spend doing this thing. So, yeah, it's cool. I really like it. It's, like I said, it's just a bit more um, specific than things like TripAdvisor. So it's Get Your Guide, it's called. And it has, I checked a lot of different cities. Like we were obviously in Ben Medina last week. I earned her money us. I put that in. There was loads of like boat things and this thing. And you could do this walking tour and that walking tour and this trip along the Casa del Sol. And it was uh, very good. Gave lots of options. And you seem for like a resorty kind of town. So yeah, uh, definitely one to recommend. So get your guide. Get your guide app. app. Like it. Very good. Yep. Thank you very much. Lovely. Bye. Okay, finally, number five, we're on to music news. And this week's a bit of a bizarre story, but I thought I'd share it anyway. Sher has denied claims that she orchestrated the kidnapping of her adult son, Elijah Blue Allman. The pop icon was last month accused of hiring four men to kidnap Allman, 47, (laughs) as a way to prevent him from seeing his then estranged wife, Marie Angela King, and get him clean from drugs. Allman, who is also a musician, had filed for divorce from King in 2021 but the pair allegedly reconnected for 12 days in November 2022. Mm. Court documents show that King had claimed that on November 30th the night of their wedding anniversary four men reportedly entered the couple's New York hotel room and abducted Allman. Sure was asked about the story during an interview with People to which she responded 
That rumour is not true. The singer declined to comment further, but she did not confirm that the situation is related to Allman's addiction issues. I'm not suffering from any problem that millions of people in the United States aren't, Sher told the outlet of her son's year-long struggles with substance abuse. Years-long struggles with substance abuse. I'm a mother. This is my job. One way or another to try to help my children. You do anything for your children. Whenever you can help them, you just do it because that's what being a mother is. She added... But it's joy, even with heartache, mostly when you think of your children, you just smile and love them and you try to be there for them. The allegations of the case were outlined in a court declaration that was then signed by King on December 4th, 2022 in the L.A. Superior Court. The documents were recently made public as part of the couple's ongoing divorce case. They're due in court again later in the month. And in other sure news, she's bringing out her first ever Christmas album. <laughs> and there's a, a single called DJ Play a Christmas Song. Oh, I like the sound of that. Okay, very good. I want to new Christmas songs, Christmas Eve. We welcome new Christmas songs. Good ones, yeah. good ones. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there you go. Funny, what? funny old world poor shares living in. She's got a quite a colourful family life, I yeah. think. But there yeah. you go. Also, I'd say a lot of parents would probably be paid for their children to be kidnapped if they thought it would keep them safe. Yeah, of course they will, exactly. <laughs> Just in case it does turn out that you choose them out. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the crack from us for this week. Uh, you're having a rugby orientated weekend, as are many. Yes, and it's my wonderful husband's birthday as well. So mm-hmm. there will be some eating, drinking and being merry and hoping Ireland do the rugby. Nice. He's either going to have the best birthday or the worst birthday. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, happy birthday either way, yeah. young Ger. Although I don't think he listens to podcast and I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> yeah, we're off to the north of England. We're going to Northumberland, which is kind of near Newcastle, um, to a place down there called Sandy Bay, which is like, we've got a little static caravan. It's on the beach and um, lots of kids entertainment and uh, yeah, well, maybe a few... Perky, uh, kind of vibe, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. Poor, poor men's butlins, basically. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be fun. There's like pumpkin carving and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it should be good. So um, we will catch up next week, hopefully. Thank you to everybody for listening and have a great weekend. And uh, see you all soon. Bye-bye. Come on, Ireland. Come on, Ireland. Come on, Ireland. Come on, Ireland.